Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is June 12th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So as my audience knows, it's been a very difficult week for me personally, but I didn't want to pass up on the opportunity to have the great Dr. Scott Young back on the show. And by the way, I just want to take a moment to thank my listeners for their prayers, their loving words that have helped me navigate through a very difficult stretch in my life. And for now, I can't really say it better than to just tell you that it's made all the difference. And I'm sure I'll be reflecting on it on a future copy chat. But I think uh, tonight we're going to talk about some real substantive issues that everybody wants to hear about. And I also think I should mention that my guest tonight, Dr. Scott Young, was one who reached out to offer his support. He was very gracious. He offered to reschedule. But I think it's important to remind ourselves that although all of us face personal challenges, there's still a war going on and it still needs its warriors. And this is a spiritual battle. You know, Dr. Scott and I were talking a little bit before we hit the record button. It's it's taken its toll on all of us. There's no doubt about it. But nevertheless, it needs to be fought by people who have the passion to uphold everything that the enemy is trying to tear down. And those yeah. of us who have stood up for the truth, we have to stay in the fight, especially at this critical juncture. So with that being said, it's my honor to welcome Dr. Scott Young back to the show once again. His website is drscottyoung.com. He is an audiologist. He's a biblical scholar. He's an author. He's an expert on the QFS, Nasara and Jasara, and he's quickly becoming a friend as well. So, Dr. Scott, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us. Hey, I appreciate you guys. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well, my friend. You know, well, I don't know if I can say I'm doing well, but I'm doing better. Let's just put it yeah, that better, way, and I, right. I do appreciate that. How are you doing? Because I know you've had some struggles of your own. Well, yeah, it's been like six weeks of feeling sick, so I hope I'm not coughing as much. So I've been trying to work on that. Got some natural histamines and some other things and doing better than it was. You know, I mean, I was kind of down on my rear end for a long while there. So, you know, getting getting there. So. Well, that's good to hear. Absolutely good to hear. Well, why don't we just kick it off? It's absolutely a pleasure to have you back. I think our first two conversations have been amazing. And once again, I appreciate all your kind words, all your support. Now, recently, I've been sort of inclined to ask my guests to present a bird's eye, 40,000 foot view of the landscape at the beginning of the interview, because I think most of us can sense that we're getting closer and closer to major events that are going to accelerate the overall process extremely quickly. We're in the quickening phase right now, and everybody can sense it. And obviously, a parallel constructed strategy like the White Hats have adopted, which, of course, includes the whole concept of game theory, which necessitates waiting on your enemy to make their moves right. before you make counter moves. That takes time. And obviously, we lived through that time together these past few years. But it's undoubtable that there is a tangible sense in the Patriot community right now that we are minutes to midnight, so to speak. So there's been a number of new developments since the last time you and I spoke. But I'm kind of curious, what really stands out to you? as being of major importance so we can start our discussion there? I mean, I think one of them is, it, it, I mean, it's fascinating that at the same moment that we're talking about, you know, Joe Biden taking, you know, a, a $5 million, um, which which we know about, I mean, a $5 million bribe, you know, um, Trump has got supposed boxes that are within a presidential purview that were taken from an illegal raid of Mar-a-Lago, which every single president in the history of the world has ever, who, I mean, presidents are allowed to take um, documents 
and they are allowed, doesn't matter who, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, you are allowed to take documents. You can take them home. Um, you are allowed to, and, and as you take them home, you take them home, and as long as you don't you know, share nuclear codes with the Russians or whatever, um, as long as you, you, t you can take them home, and they are declassified because you are the president. It's right. the person you are the president. And, and so they, um, they came in <laughs> and took the president. I mean, uh, took those, those documents. Um, but it's declassified. Obama takes some, Bush takes some, so you can you know look on both sides of the aisle. And one of the fascinating points is that they um, now they're they're going out and um, and they're they got thirty seven new uh, you know issues against or, or felony charges against Biden or uh, Trump. Well, it's funny that we actually know and there are directed statements that. Um, that uh, Jill Biden talks about uh, that that Joe Biden that when he is vice president he actually has she talks about well I don't even know what was in 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 the trunk of the Corvette now there's actually a, a very long conversation we see we hear about the Corvette when they're when they were going through. Um, the uh, the inauguration issues or a, and and there's a lot of like conversations about that and 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 you're like why are we talking about a Corvette I mean you know doesn't that kind of isn't that kind of highfalutin kind of stuff and then and and you kind of why are we doing a Corvette why don't why don't we have a more of a man of the people kind of you know car and and you know it, it's it's kind of in your face. And then you also see there's a new picture of him with with uh, a, him outside of a Corvette <clears throat> or outside of his garage, and you can see him. There's a and and supposedly in the Corvette he's got he's got some of the boxes in the, in the back of the Corvette that he supposedly doesn't drive almost ever, but there are boxes in the background, and and Joe Biden says that the boxes of documents when he's a vice president are in the back of the in in, in the back of the uh, uh in the garage and you're going and she says it and it's uh, in open statements these are not just like um these are nbc open statements and if you're going that is in open statements in, and 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 we don't even have to like take that to court that's in open statements and and there's a there's a fascinating statement that's out there. This is a boomerang. See, every time you put this out, you know the the idiots put this out, and Jack Smith puts this out against Trump. It's coming out um, in a boomerang against the the morons. Um, Absolutely. So you're gonna you're gonna put this out, and so this is a precedent. And and see, most of the people are are terrified when this kind of stuff happens. Um, and I know that you know there there's a there's a, a guy who's a really nice guy, and um, we've got you know uh, Monkey Works who who's lost some of his faith, um, and a guy I really like, and you know he's like, well, he you know I don't even know if he's going to make it to 2024, and and you know this other kind of stuff, and I'm going, guys, I saw him walk off an airplane, and he's like, you know, and I'm going, that doesn't look like a guy who's real upset about it. I mean, seriously, I wouldn't yeah. walk off an airplane if I knew I was getting arrested. I mean, listen, if Scott gets pulled over 
by a cop, I'm sweating bullets. I mean, like I got dripping sweat. I'm looking at the back um, rear view mirror. I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to get a stupid ticket, you know? And I mean, when the cop comes up, you're right. Are you right? I'm, I, oh God, you know, like I, I'm, I'm like, you know, I, oh yeah, you're right. I, I, I went too fast. And yet, and he's going to get arrested supposedly two days later and he comes off the airplane with a little you know silly dance i mean mm-hmm. what i think that tells you all you need to know i about mean who's really pulling the strings here and you're absolutely right the boomerang effect that's really been the strategy the, this entire time they, they make these open statements and you know they put them out there in the public and people are hearing this and they're saying well wait a second they're going after Trump for doing something that he had every right to do by every definition, by every statute. Simply that, I mean, I remember Cash Patel came out, <clears throat> excuse me, very shortly after that whole story broke. And he just explained it very simply to people as president. If you remove those documents, that act in and of itself declassifies them. It, it, it literally does. And what are what is inside of those documents? And by the way, when you uh, when you go through some of the documents, pictures of those documents, um, I guarantee you he set them up because those documents yep. were laid out in a particular order, and those documents actually lay out exactly what's inside of them, and they are laying out something that is telling the FBI exactly what he wants them to know so right and i'm telling you what it's 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 kicking them in the teeth i mean it's it's like it's like a punch to to the jaw and 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 they have no answers and they and they keep having they keep walking into it it's it's called (laughs) you and you referenced it it's called game theory um guys you don't understand Game theory is starting the game and knowing how you're going to win. Right. Um, You know, I I mean, if we've all watched some of these real kind of cool spy movies and, and, and these really kind of cool spy movies or cool movies that have this, this real interesting thing. And, and you, and you go through the movie and you're like, Rudd, my favorite character is gonna get his butt kicked, right? And then you then you hear then you watch the rewind, you know, two days before, five days before, three weeks before, and you see how he actually set the other character up. And you're like, oh crud. And and you know, and you're seeing the oh crud moment that the other guy is like screwed at this point. This is what they're doing. Um that they have done this for years and years and years of setting the morons up. And, and when you look at, at the dummies of the, of, of the Biden characters and, and all of these other people around, they're setting these idiots up um, over and over again to, to, to go through this kind of thing. But what I'm on, so that actually is, the, the things that that kind of make you think about this. Now, from a financial sense, <clears throat> I want to share with you a another kind of thing that actually tells you there's a grinding of the gears. There's a um there's a park hotels in the San Francisco area. I'm looking on my screen right over here. 
And this was a June 7th article, and it's a $725 million loan, and it's on a 1921-room Hilton Hotel, um, uh, and it's a two-hotel uh, suite. So one is a 1920-room uh, hotel, and the other one's a 1,024-room hotel, okay? If you want to so, put that up on the screen, by the way, you can. I gave you a screen. Uh, share a screen if that's that. easier. Share the screen. I'm going to do that for you. Sorry, I'll bring that up. Share that screen. There we go. You see my screen there? Yep. Okay. So, and, and you can kind of see that little screen. And again, that's the a major hotel screen and, th and that the, the, the future is clouded. And so again, that's on this time frame. And then they talk about, you know, and they, they, they say, you know, San Francisco hasn't fully recovered from the, the 2020 um, situation. And, and they, and they kind of complain that it's San Francisco and it's, clouded and major changes and hit the business travel and blah 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 you know all, all the all the silliness with that too so i'll stop the share because we can get kind of get back to this but i want to i want to tell you in a, in a different way and we're just going to assume some points here let's just assume that they they did a a, a traditional 20-year uh, term loan putting 20% down, which is possible, but let's just say that's that's the potential at a 3% um, rate. Um, and that would be $3,200,000 approximately a monthly term that, that it would cost. Now, the, the conversation that has been out there is that they would go back and say, well, we could... Um, have we could actually uh, refinance this with Wells Fargo? We could, you know, do a whole bunch of different things. And, and I was going, uh, yeah, but the rates, no one has a rate at three percent. And if they can't afford that rate right now, why would they do that? Now let me tell you what rates are right now. They're at least seven percent. That would mean that the rate would actually mean four million. 500,000. Now, if you can't afford a $3,200,000 loan, how can you afford a $4,500,000 loan a month? Yeah, exactly. and I'm, I'm telling you, they're just going to walk over there and take the proverbial keys and go, there you go, buddy. I don't have the money for it. And why are they doing this? Because governments like Gavin Newsom are saying, hey, we can let the illegals stay in their hotel for free. And they're shoving them in the hotels. And 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 doing this, you know, because they like to do this kind of stuff. Or <clears throat> or, you know, people are not coming to hotels anymore or out front of the hotels in <clears throat> excuse me, many of the cities, you know, there's that there's really messy people outside of the cities, and it's very scary to walk outside of many of these of these California cities. Oh yeah, San Francisco is one of the worst. And I mean, so I think it's right it, up it, at the top. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe um, to to walk outside in these cities. And so you're you're talking about you know um, going to different places. It's not very comfortable. It's not very fun to do this anymore. So um, when when these kinds of loans come up, I swear to you, you're just hearing of two hotels. 
I promise you, this is not just a few. This is an avalanche of hotels that is actually occurring. Let me tell you something else that's happening. Um, and this is this is happening in the auto industry. In the auto industry, and this has been going on since uh, for the last two to three years, many people have tried to go buy a car. And when you go and buy a car, and let's just say the car is, I'm, I'm making up a number, it's a $40,000 car. And, and you walk into the, you know, you walk up to the dealership and it says MSRP of $40,000. And then they put this like sticker price and they put some random number on there like, you know, $15,000 number. And I had to like ask someone about this. And it was two years, two years ago that I actually asked it. And I saw a picture of it and it was $15,000 like upcharge. And you're going, what? And I've had dealers show me the same kind of thing. I have a whole YouTube channels that show this kind of stuff, which means that trucks especially are doing this. So new trucks, and especially Ford dealerships, are the worst at this. So trucks that should be, a, in, in, in years past, 2019 and past, those trucks would actually be selling at around $60,000, which is ridiculous to have to buy a truck for that, um, are, have been you know, kind of moving up in value at $80,000, but are selling in 2021 at $100,000 amount. People are paying those kinds of things at $750 to $850, uh, depending upon what their credit rating is. They're buying them at 10-year notes. Kid you not. They're car loan. Car wow. loans. I've never heard of one that long. I, I, I know you don't you don't ever hear this kind of stuff. And normally they shop rates. So, you know, normally when you when you go buy a car loan, they will shop a rate and you'll get like, you know, three or four different, you know, banks will shop a rate. And if especially if you have at least 750 and above credit ratings, it's not happening anymore. Um, so you'll get like two, maybe two banks. And if you have less than seven, eight, 750 credit, you aren't getting any but one maybe one that will come in and and so you can't get a rate and so they're not they're not buying down the rate and so what happens is you get all these extra fee points so what happens is that people that have even relatively decent credit and i'm talking about relatively decent credit is is above 630 credit so what happens is that they go along fine and they're able to sort of make that payment and I'm talking about 650, you know, $750 a month payment. And they can sort of make the payment and they're 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 kind of going along, but after a little bit, something happens in their life and, and they're not really making it. Guess what? Boom! The whole thing explodes in their life, whatever happens, and 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 they're under they go back and they try to figure out a way to get out of the car. They're 25,000 or more underneath on the car because we know that on a new car, you're underneath anyway as soon as you drive off the lot. You know, you're underneath in that kind of car on that kind of realm. You're probably 10 to $20,000 maybe underneath on a car. But in that kind of car, you're actually 35 at least 
to $40,000 underneath on that car. The second so, you drive it off the lot, you're talking So about. as soon as you drive off the lot, now you're $40,000. And so a year and a half later, what do they do? Drop the keys right at the, at the door. So guess what's happening? That same car dealer is dropping it off and, and, and there's re repos left and right. So guess what's happening? The banks are doing what's called no sales. And, and, and most people don't know what those are. What happens is the one bank sells it to the other bank. The bank will, will sell it. And these are, these are happening at these um, credit, I mean, they're, they're auctions. And so a bank sells it to another bank, the bank, the other bank sells it to other bank, and they're basically doing each other favors. And, and this is, and it's, it's because they can't, they, they don't know what to do with the other vehicle. And it kind of gets it off of one book to another book. And so you're talking about balance sheet switchings. Kind of like musical chairs. It is. It's like, and, and, and someone's going to like do this. And so, and then, then we used to have this this in 2020. We used to have um, when when the uh, in the beginning of the 2020 timeframe when COVID was around, we had um, this really high amount of stock in the car dealership areas, and then the stock went down because we, we had you know no one was shipping cars, and then you know all the sales went down to nothing because no one was buying anything and no one was shipping cars, right? And then right. oh, sorry. And then we had, um, and then we had these the dead sales, and no one was shipping integrated circuits, and then no one was making circuits, and then there was this real big problem, right? And then it, and we had this real big problem for a long while there, where we weren't making circuits, and so then we had a backlog of circuits for every type of electronic problem. So then it took us about a year so that we were back ordering every product. And I mean, it doesn't matter what it was, which caused a big problem. Now, there was also, um, there was an embargo. What most people don't realize, there was an American embargo that was happening. And most people don't realize that America was being embargoed. And, and if you look at some of the, the coastlines, we were being embargoed because we were, um, there was, a, there was, our coastlines were being filled with embargoes. Now, the only thing that was getting in is that if Scott had bought something, that was being let in. But, and, and this is actually, um, this is actually told to me through a few different sources, and it was a whole bunch of different sources. So, um, Toyota, for instance, you could actually, um, you could, you could not get new cars in. And, and what Toyota would do, for instance, this example, um, Toyota couldn't get new cars in unless it was, uh, it, it was accounted to by, you know, they had 20 new cars in, but they had to be uh, accounted for, for uh, 20 new people. But what they did is they made up names. And then they sold it to anyone they wanted to. <laughs> okay. And and so and then and then Toyota kind of got wind of what they were doing, and they were going, "You can't do that." And so they were making up names left and right because they had no inventory on the lots. And there there is an embargo that has been going on, and that's part of the war that has been going on, and we don't even know about this. Now, this and, stems from Trump's executive order, right? Exactly because of this stuff. 13818. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
and we don't even see it, but we can see this on we can see this on the coastlines. And so, but but if something has been paid for by a particular person, that allows that thing to be offloaded. But if it is if it is uh, not bought, I mean, not paid for, if it's just you know sort of not shipped in, um, then it's it's not it's not allowed in, and so it's just stuck. Um, and that, of course, has a huge impact on tax revenue as well. And it does. And and we have, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you one of the number one tax revenue, and this is one of the big issues that most people don't realize. Every time we don't sell cars, and, and you might hate car dealerships, but car revenue is the number one sales tax revenue of each of the states. And, and so when you don't have... Um, car sales by used cars or new cars, the states are losing. And when states lose uh, revenue, they can't pay out different things and they're in negative numbers. And I have been talking to a lot of different people in the states. So guess what happens? They're in backlog points. So when they're in backlogged points, they can't pay out different things. And so we are we are walking into what I would call we're easily into we're into a great a great depression in ways that you cannot imagine, and most people have no clue about this because the media won't tell you about this. That's the true. the yeah. uh, the finance people won't tell you about this because they don't want to share it. They they they're sitting there with their little rose colored glasses, and I'm going. Guys, you have no idea the balance sheets are adding up left and right. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of at that point right now where it just it's sort of like teeter-tottering and it just looks like any moment now it's all going to just topple over. And yet I can also relate to the point you were just making in the sense that, you know, a lot of people don't have any clue what's going on because life has kind of quasi gotten back to normal. You know, people are going out again, they're going to restaurants, they're going to, you know, concerts and so forth. And But I you think, think it is, but but have you noticed when you go to a restaurant and you and you go to pay your bill and, and you go, wait a second, that's like double what it was before at the same oh, yeah. restaurant. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not the same price. It's double. Well, because they're they're having to pay more. Did you know that UPS right now is on strike level points because they're actually in negative revenues. FedEx is in, in negative revenues because no one wants to pay them more for shipping because, because fuel fuels, uh, it's cost so much to do this. I mean, we've got so many problems because of inflation and fuel costs and because you know the the energy sector is is completely off the rails and and then we have and we have i mean all these rail issues that are ridiculous how many times have you looked around and seen rail car after rail car after rail car that's over over toppled over and when has that ever happened in the history of america that rail cars tip toppled over yeah i mean it, i think uh, jim willie did the math on that and it was at one point it was like one in I can't even remember what the, uh, the figure was. Yeah, but it was just it, insanely it can't impossible happen. to have happened. And, and that and, and that's that is a a terrorist level attack that and you can't you cannot count it anything else but it's a terror level attack. 
And so you you got to look at all of those kinds of figures and say, why isn't someone doing about it? it this this is internal attack. And and when you when you realize who's at fault, well, you got to say this American government. I mean, you know, they're not they're the enemy. The, the they're domestic en enemies. That's what you that's what you have to see in that kind of level. And they're they're actual ec economic enemies in this way. So this it's because this is what this is what their whole goal is. So what what I have to what we we get this problem and we we don't see it from a a viewpoint. And we have I want you to realize this. 2020 has always been known as as a bankruptcy state okay um you know 1913 was the beginning of the fed and when we moved into 1933 we we moved into a fiat you know we moved into this fiat currency into a debt state and we moved into a time frame hey when you live on credit credit and by the way joe uh mccarthy joe mccarthy uh Kevin. Kevin McCarthy. God, use old old Joe McCarthy from the 1950s. Okay. Yeah, McCarthy is right. way old, way old here. Uh, but you know, Kevin McCarthy, when he was talking about the debt, he used it as a com conversation about, about a credit card. He was right on this one point. When you live on credit, and by the way, as a business owner, I mean, I've done this in in, in past. You know, when you live in credit, there's a point in time where you don't have any more when you don't have any more dough. Okay. And, and when you live in credit, you don't have any more money. Okay. And you hit, you hit a, a top ceiling. 1933 was the top ceiling. And so they, they took, they, they always come up to an end point. Okay. And that was, that was the first end. And I don't want to go too much into that. The second end was 1971, which was the gas you know, uh, situation. So when we always go back in those, the gas time frame of, of the, the gas crunch, well, that was another, uh, another debt crisis point. 1999 to 2001 was another crisis, a debt crisis, but 2020 was always known as a debt crisis. So what you have to see is that when we come to 2020, how do you realize this? Okay, so does it just come on and we just like, oh, I don't know. I don't I mean, does it if if you're totally stupid, like a, like a, a college kid just running credit cards up with daddy, like giving you new credit cards every every third semester, you know, of of college? Well, you know, we're not we're not we're not that stupid. Um, you know, the, the, there's there are people who are smart enough, okay, to do this. And there's actually really interesting thing. Did you know that most uh, most of the senators and and congressmen, when they come up to budget meetings, there's actually never been a real budget meeting. They don't actually want to have budget meetings. They actually no. find a way to cancel those those budget those real budget meetings because they don't want to have budget meetings. Of course not, right? They, they, they really don't want to have. They'll they'll talk about some of those things, but they never really. They they always come up with you know monies to shove in there, but they never talk about how they're really spending the budget. You know, 
and and they never go backward. And and I always make you know make my staff. We always do a yearly kind of thing, and I go, kind of say, okay, go look back on last year and how did you meet your goals? Did you meet your goals and did you not meet your goals? Why didn't you meet your goals? Did you need were were you unrealistic with your goals? Okay, and and if you're unrealistic, well then why were you unrealistic? Okay, and goals goals aren't goals if if they're unrealistic, right? And yep. and and yet. When we look at governments, we've seen them over the years, and and they they put out goals and they never hit their goals, and they always raise the the bar. And you're going, how come you're always unrealistic and you're always in deeper and deeper levels of debt, right? Well, when's the last time you heard any politician talking about getting the budget even under control? Right. I mean, you probably have to go back to the '80s, you know, and Reagan talking about the budget, you know, in the early '80s. The, the last time you actually heard a serious conversation about that, right? It's not and even it, it, it never even comes up. The the whole topic, the the phrase fiscal responsibility, um, that's just completely gone. And like you pointed out, the mainstream media are playing their role to perfection, and in essence, just gaslighting the entire country. I mean, all the sleepers out there, of course, more and more people are wake are waking up, but. You know, it's amazing because you do, you walk around and, you know, I've done this recently. I've been in, you know, these public places. I went to a concert not too long ago and you see everybody just going about their business. And, you know, I mean, I think your average person, they can acknowledge that, you know, groceries are more expensive, that things are more expensive, but they're, they haven't really wrapped their brain even remotely around the fact that we have a problem. We have a, like you said, a debt crisis that is it's been insurmountable for so long, but now it's at the point where it's it's literally cartoonish in a sense. If it weren't so serious, but of yeah. course we all know where this is headed. That's the good news, and that's and that's where it has to be. But <clears throat> you have to see how do you how do you fix it? Well, you got to realize what what the Great Reset was actually meant to be. The Great Reset was actually meant to be a communist state. The Great Reset was, and, and this is from Klaus Schwab, okay? This is not like Scott making something up, okay? I've studied oh, yeah. his stuff. Klaus Schwab's whole point was 500 million people, America in uh, in communist kind of stuff, um, you know, that-, that Own you nothing know, and you'll be happy. Exactly. Own nothing, you'll be happy. And and so, and, and how do you actually fix this? So what do you do? And 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 people people kind of say, you know, when when they say Nasara is just pie in the sky ridiculous, I go listen. If Nasara is ridiculous, then Trump would come back with um, a an unfixable mess. I mean, like with Legos, with with half the Legos gone, you know, to to the Lego set. I mean, and it, there's no way to put it all together. I mean, right. and I, I kid you not, there is no way to fix this um, because if if Nasara was if Nasara was not true, he should have started the civil war five minutes after he supposedly lost the election in November of 2020. I, I kid you not, because that oh, yeah. if that if that was if he. Knew and he knew that he lost the election or lost the election with that in November 20. And and Nasara wasn't a pl in his plan. That's when he should have st started a civil war with that, too. But the reality is, he started this thing. Guess what? 
He started this thing back in 2020, and he started it a little bit before that. So, and and he had actually killed the Great Reset when we were still learning about the Great Reset. He that's killed right. this thing way back before that, and that's actually how you do this. He he took away all the capabilities of the Great Reset when we were just barely learning about it. That's it's right. kind of like you you walk into a game. You and and, and I, I I like to use it this way. My son helps me. I have to like get my mind off of, off of things, and he will take a role playing game just for Scott, and he'll go in there and he will do back channel uh, like things on on role playing games, and he gets in there into the back things, and he will do cheat codes. And he will cheat code the snot out of the game until, like, I have all the capabilities and there's no way I can lose, right? Right. That's exactly what just occurred. Absolutely. That was Trump's first term in office was basically setting up all the cheat codes. Yep. And you and mentioned so the Civil War. I mean, my understanding is, is that if uh, Hillary had won in 2016, that really is when the Civil War would have begun that the right. White Hats would have had no choice at that point to move in militarily. But the fact right. that Trump got in there and was able to, like you say, you know, type in all the cheat codes to use that metaphor as we were basically learning about the game. I mean, we were kind of, you know, going through the instruction manual or whatever, you know, sort of feeling things out, coming together as a community and starting to learn about all these things. And meanwhile, in the background, he was basically just chopping the legs off of their plan. Right. So, so in essence, the goldback currency, when we move into this goldback currency, it's because the, the, the dollar is so worthless. And by the way, this actually occurred in, in the 30s. This, this exact, exact thing. If you know your history, and I love my history, go back in history. This, this occurred, by the way, this occurred in the, in the 90s in Venezuela. This occurred in uh, in the 30s, my favorite time frame to study, in, in World War II, I mean, uh, sorry, pre-World War II Germany. Um, and, and one of the most famous issues uh, for a devaluing of the currency of the German Reichsmark, uh, the, the mark. And so what they would do is they would <clears throat> dump in billions of dollars into a wheelbarrow and they would dump it onto the baker just to get a loaf of bread. And so that's where we are right now. I mean, my bill for electricity in December was 130 bucks. My bill last month was 275. Everyone knows this. I'm not telling you something didn't happen. How do you go six months later and it's double? You can't, that's a geometric statement of, of change. Yeah, it's just like a, it's almost like a parabolic curve there that you've I never mean, seen before. It's it's off the charts. And, and by the way, everyone's feeling it. Every person on this planet is feeling it. And so we're not just talking about, the, about a, a hotel dropping the keys. Everyone's feeling it. And as everyone feeling it, feels it. We have everyone's just dropping their keys going, I can't do this anymore. And so that that grinds everything to a halt. 
So when when Scott was and see people like you know beat me up you know because a couple of years ago I was talking about Masara and people go yeah you were talking about Masara and you were wrong I'm like well I was wrong on the date and it would have been kind of nice to have the Nasara thing and the debt forgiveness thing back then now it's not just you know kind of cool um it's like you have to do it and 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 I want to kind of do a biblical thing because there's a concept called debt jubilee in biblical time frames the king would do this thing called the debt jubilee so let's just say scott's the king just for the heck of it and i own everything so the beginning of my kingdom i own everything and my my serfs you know are with me and at first they really love me right and so they work and and they toil and they do their thing and I own everything and and the, the you know they work for everything but yet I own everything and and the more that they do you know I still own everything and and as the as the time goes on I still own everything and yet they get deeper and deeper into debt because they don't own anything and what happens after a, about a 7 year time frame I would have to flush the debt. It's because what happened is that it got so high that it got up to their eyeballs and yeah, they, they were, can't pay it. They can't pay the debt because they were either going to die or they pay the debt. And so they, they, they just were up at their eyeballs. So it wasn't because those ancient kings of the Old Testament were, were like, oh, they were super nice dudes. It was like they had to flush the debt because it, it was live or die kind of thing so they flush the debt in that way that's where we are so when you have a a gold back currency one of the things that we do know when we flip into this old um into this new currency point um into the quantum financial system you cannot bring into the you can't bring in the old debts and, and people go how do you how do you do that well the old debts cannot show up into the new system they just don't show up you instantly own the stuff you have and people go well that's just not fair not fair to who you mean the people that stole from me a million times over i'm i'm sorry we're not again we're not talking about fairness and i'm not going to get too much into the fairness kind of thing but the the reality is the debts are 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 up to the eyeballs for everyone in this in this way. And so they just have to get flushed. And there is a flushing characteristic. And so it's a balance sheet flushing. Yeah, that, I think a lot of people are thinking like, you know, they don't want to be the, the person that just uh, paid their last mortgage payment the day before the QFS goes off. And, but, you know, look, it's one way, of those things. I, I always ask that. I mean, get asked that question. How many people have paid their last payment? Can, well, can probably say, very few. Yeah. Come on. Tell me, tell me how many people have la paid their last payment. I mean, there's a couple, I'm sure there's a few. It, it, but the point is, is that we're all in debt up to our eyeballs. Come on. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, Some more I'm than sure, others, but yeah. I'm sure there's a couple, but let's just stop with that silliness. Okay. I mean, you, you know, it's just, just stop. Let's, let's just, well, I think a lot of people haven't really released that, you know, or, or given up that mindset yet that, and this is something that you and I have, we've touched upon this in our previous conversations that Nasara Jasara is this uh, roadmap for a utopia. That's the way that it's being presented 
right. by a lot of people out there. And I'm not certainly not going to mention anybody's names. I'm not in the <laughs> business of trying to criticize anyone. I, I give you my opinion. Dr. Scott, I'll give you his, but I think that that has been infused at various different levels into the mindset of really well-meaning people out there. And, and again, I mean, a lot of these folks, they may actually think they have the right information. It's possible that they have a financial stake. And so therefore they're kind of they you know, slanting things in a certain way. But I think it's important to really drive this point home. I'm glad you brought this up because it's not the roadmap for a utopia necessarily, or let's put it this way. Maybe it is the roadmap for something that could be a utopia in comparison to where we are right now, but it's not an overnight scenario where everyone is just equally, I mean, is on an equal playing field. It, it isn't about, it isn't even about equal playing field. It isn't even about fairness. I'm talking about macroeconomics, number one. I'm talking about balance sheet responses. I'm talking about, you know, um, banking points here. I'm talking about, you know, um, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, looking at the executive orders, 13818, that, that stipulates if you have crimes against humanity, there's a, a bankruptcy uh, point. When you have bankruptcy, when you have these, the Fed, who have 13 separate banks, those top banks, and you go through bankruptcy, guess what happens to you? You uh, your your debts are flushed. Now, I was in the middle of a bankruptcy and it was a very minor amount of bankruptcy. So there was a, I'm gonna give you a, it was a, it was a um, blank in it. It was a mall. And I mean, I was owed a tiny bit. I mean, it was a little tiny bit, like a couple hundred bucks, right? And I remember getting the bankruptcy papers from this this uh, mall up in uh, it was in Bartlesville, so like north of uh, North Oklahoma. And I remember getting like all the different people, or the the different vendor whatevers, you know. And and then I was listed like you know sixtieth whatever it was on the on the list, right? And I and I it was the very first time I ever saw a bankruptcy kind of point, and my name was listed way the hell and gone down on the list, right? And I was like, what does that mean? And and I really it, it just kind of made me kind of really research down <clears throat> what does that mean? It means you ain't getting jack, Scott. Um, and and what what happens is that those first several people. If if there's a, a there's a certain amount of money that you know this is left over for the from the mall people, they're gonna get paid, okay? But those people will get paid a certain amount of money, and then the rest of them, you ain't getting anything, and and that's just how it works in in bankruptcy, especially in those bankruptcy reorganizations when you have that, or if you have bankruptcy closure. What most people don't realize is that, you know, we think about bankruptcy as personal, which means, you know, it just is, is a killing of your, uh, of, of your circumstance, of your debts. But most of the big corporations like Amazon or Walmart or whoever, if they went through a bankruptcy, they're a pretty big organization. You really don't want to lose in that way. You would, they would go through bankruptcy reorganization. What happens is they lop off the top level. They walk in and they would they would wipe out, you know, 4,000 of the top idiots and say, you guys, 
led us into a bad, bad situation. And we're also wiping out a lot of the big debts. And then, and then, you know, they, they would, you know, pay off a few of the debt points and then they would basically go, we're, we're washing you clean. And they, and they reset the balance book, balance sheets of here. And, and, and they make it where that they can function again. And so this is kind of how this, this, the systems work. Okay. Well, when you do that, and how do you do that when you have the Fed who, when you actually read the charter of the Fed, they are the lender of last resort. Mm -hmm. So when you realize that the Fed is the lender of last resort, there's no one to go up to when there's no one left. Mm -hmm. So when they have, they're the lender of last resort and they are bankrupt because they are bankrupt and, and morally and, and economically, <laughs> yeah. they are bankrupt in every way that you can imagine when they are bankrupt and they are, and by the way, they are in negative equity the first time in the history of the Fed. You have to flush out that thing. Well, they don't get they don't get out of this okay this is this is what the trump situation does the 13818 so what happens is that they have to pay the crimes of that they've done and so they're going to have to pay that they're going to and the banks have to pay that and the cia has to pay for it and all those other agencies have to pay for all the stuff they're doing and and you kind of wonder and people always kind of see all the stuff that's happening this is why I kind of that we're we're I know we're sort of circling back toward toward the little um, little boxes that, that are set up against Trump, and I go, do you wonder why they're doing all that stuff? It's a boomerang effect. All the stuff that they try to like you know put up against Trump, or you know that I, I'm blanking out the woman's name that they said that he ra raped when he didn't That's even Stormy Daniels. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, the other woman that that supposed, yeah, the other one I can't remember her name either. Yeah, that whatever that he doesn't even know who she was, and video evidence show that he didn't even he didn't even he wasn't even in the same part of the building with her. Like, come on, I mean, it, it isn't even close to the same thing, and and supposedly had to pay five million dollars, which makes no sense. I mean, the whole thing makes no sense, and and all those kinds of things, those are all boomerangs. On Joe Biden. Those are all boomerangs on Obama. Those are all boomerang effects. Okay. You want to do it on him? It's coming on you. So you don't get to like, you don't get to get off scot-free and think that that's that's not that's not coming on you. And so that, you know, because it's because here's what happens: the American people kind of go, how come it goes on him and not on you? Even if you're kind of like an in-between person there's a lot more independence than you realize and they're kind of going why do they always go against him and not against you know kind of thing and so Absolutely. that they they're feeling that they're feeling that the the duplicity of this of the systems of that and then the reality is they're just trying to show you how stupid and how how duplicitous and how corrupt all that that stuff is well and every time you see it, you're kind of they're trying to tell you, wake up. It's time. It's time to see this. 
But anyway, that's that's the whole point here. And we've got to fix some of these things, because what I, I keep going back to is the constitutional points have to be fulfilled because we really are a republic. We're not a democracy. We are a republic. Absolutely. Constitutional republic. Now, you, you had mentioned that the Fed is the lender of last resort. Does it make sense to kind of look at what we're going through right now with all of these bank failures and the consolidation of the big banks and all of this maneuvering toward trying to roll out a CBDC? Are they just trying basically to get to that, to, to put anything that they can in front of the Fed in a, in a sort of defensive maneuver? Because once all the other lenders are gone, like you said, and then we go knocking on the Fed's door and they got no money, then the whole system collapses. Is that in essence what's going on? Well, I, I always find it funny. I mean, you know, so you got you got things like Fed now and CBDC, so central bank digital currency. And, and it like oh pokes everyone's ear up, ear up, right? So central bank, the Fed is a central bank, right? And central banks are like central bank of Iraq. Or whatever you know i mean central bank of spain you know whatever so they're all central banks they're all connected you know with one another which is part of the problem with is part of the constitutional problem that we have and that's basically indicated in the 14th amendment under the third section that's actually listed under the third section of the 14th amendment that says that you are not, oh, you do not have to pay debts that are done by the, uh, by foreign entities. Did you know that? Yeah, I mean, I did. Listed in our constitution, it says that you do not have to pay debts by foreign entities. And that's what those things are. When those things, when those those central banks did those things and made those things and put those weights around our necks, that's exactly what we're talking about. And no one's taken advantage of this. We are doing that now. Anyway, um, central banks, digital currency, CBDCs, and those things, that's their way of trying to say, well, we're going to bring those in, in now. I'm not going... Uh, you think you're going to be able to bring that in? With what ability are you going to bring that in? That's their type of that's their type of way of saying we're going to do this. Like with what currency? With what ability are you going to do it? No, you you have no ability to do that. That that's like I mean, when, if they had a little money, they might have a, a shot. But yeah, if, they, if they had if they had if they had some ability to make it happen. I mean, when I was growing up, my sister and I used to play, um, we, we used to, I mean, we lived out, you know, around, we have, you know, five acres and no one was really around. And, and so we used to like create our own new rules with a whole bunch of different, you know, um, monopoly boards and a whole bunch of different boards. And we, and my parents would come home and they would, they'd see our games around and there was like all these different rules and we would make up rules. Only the two of us knew the rules of the game, Right. And they would look at the, the boards and go, like, what is that all about? <laughs> Only the two of us knew the rules of the game, right? I mean, they couldn't, like, come into the game and, and try to know the game, right? And so the, and, and essentially, the, the, the media and, and the, the, the financial people are telling us that you guys need to play with the CBDCs. And we're going, no, I don't. I don't have to play by your CBDCs. 
Why? Because that you're a failure. I don't have to play with your CBDCs. Because your failure at, at the fiat, I don't have to play with that. That the CBDC is their type of 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 uh, uh, of great reset stuff. It's just another way of saying great reset, but it's it's their their tokenized way of saying it. Yeah, just a rebranding. That's what they always do. It is. It and it's it's their it's they think that they're putting it forward and faking you out. And my response is just turn them off. Every day that they get turned off is another day that they get freaked out. Did you? I'm going to tell you something that that freaks them out. This it pisses them off. They fire Tucker Carlson, and he's not my favorite person in the world. Uh, and you know he's just barely there. But fire Tucker Carlson. He gets a hundred thousand views on Twitter. When you line up every single person, and I don't even, forget about Fox, but every single person on any of the news stations add them all up and they don't even match up with one episode of of tucker carlson one episode mm -hmm. that's I mean, a pretty good barometer on. right there come on. one episode and they're terrified they don't know what to do i mean i just did an episode <laughs> with um with uh francine and alan uh fostick and it was uh, up in the prophetic. I'm doing that tomorrow with them. And I'd, I'd never done it with them. Got 91,000 views on, on with them. You've done some episodes. You've gotten tons of views. They're terrified of you. I mean, and we don't get any advertisement. And, and, and they're, they, they don't know what to do with us. I mean... Do you understand if you guys, if we get like a hundred thousand views, that is more than them spending a million dollars in advertisement just to get that kind of viewpoints on there, um, that That's kind right. of eyeballs. And most of that is faked views that when you realize it, the, the reality is they can't, they can't fake enough views and, and to, to get people to really see what they're trying to do. So then when they stir up the CBDC, I'm going, blah, blah, blah. That's, it's never going to occur. The, the reality is the Nassara thing is already in the, in, the, in the mix. I have a guy that just sent it to me today that his, um, showed me his credit report that his um, student loan went from 99000 to zero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Zero. It, his student loans went to zero, and this and it was actually a month ago, but it was he showed me it to me just today. Zero. Why? Because the quantum financial system has been in there and been sampling. It, it, it's not doing it, it. It's just randomly sampling. When it fully turns on for everyone, it's just going to wipe the systems out with that. People have been showing me dozens of these reports, dozens of them. Some of them have their whole credit report. Some of them just have one or two of them uh, in their in their credit report. It's literally happening. The evidence is there. It's it's occurring. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's shift gears a little bit here, and maybe we can kind of talk about some of the geopolitical realignment that's happening that's also contributing because obviously you know the United States is not inside of a vacuum 
So this has been going on, obviously, for a past, I would say, the past few years. But certainly when the war in Ukraine began, I think that was sort of the overt stage, uh, the beginning of the overt stage of the geopolitical realignment that's happened behind the scenes. And I think we all understand this battle has been raging, as you said, covertly for decades now. Right. And now it's finally starting to burst out onto the surface. Now, clearly, there's a myriad of objectives associated. Let's just talk about Ukraine for a second. We could explore Ukraine for an entire show. I've done several shows on Ukraine, from money laundering centers to the bio labs to the underground tunnel hub in Bakhmut, which is now in Alliance hands. And I mean, certainly there's no doubt that the ancient homeland of the Khazars has been the epicenter of this redefinition of the unipolar power structure that we've always known. And we now are continuing to see the BRICS alliance expand. It's already north of, last time I heard, it was about 85% of the global GDP. And certainly it represents a critical mass of the world's overall population. And then not only that, we're continuing to see the grinding down of NATO that's really functioning as a proxy, a proxy force for our divided U.S. military. All of this stuff is happening. We've got narrative prep for a similar incursion into Taiwan. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So why don't you just kind of give us your assessment of the geopolitical landscape and maybe tie it into or connect the dots between what's happening kinetically in various different parts of the world. Obviously, Ukraine is a major area. Taiwan, I mean, there's a lot of debate about whether or not that's actually going to become kinetic, but it certainly appears as if it's moving in that direction. And we can maybe connect that to the official rollout of Nassar and Jassar. And I think everybody out there wants to kind of get a sense of how far off you think we are. So, I mean, Nassara doesn't happen just in a pure vacuum. I mean, we thought it was, and and, and I first did too, you know, I mean, just can't be an American thing. And that that's what we we thought it was. But what what Trump realized, and, and obviously it's been going on for 30, 40 years. But what what they realized is that needed, we needed to have each of the nations. So his first term was to go to each of the nations and say, listen, we got the goods on, on these idiots. We, we know how corrupt each of those people are. So he went to Modi in, 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 in India and said, listen, we, we want you to be a part of that. So when you realize he goes to India, he goes to Russia, he goes to China, he goes to these different countries and says, be a part of this. Um, now, each one of these nations has their, their, their own, you know, um, against issues. So they've got, they've got their, their cabal and their anti-cabal. The anti-cabal would be the bad boys. Okay. And they're got their cabal. So they're got their own fight going on internally. Okay. They got their communists to their, their, (laughs) the good people. And so they've got their internal fight that they've got to do internal fights that happen. And, and yet what happened is the BRICS nation, kind of, when I first kind of looked at that, I was, I was very confused. I was like, what's the BRICS nation? I mean, is that a, like, like, I mean, some, I mean, I know a lot of prophecy teachers, end time prophecy teachers are like, oh, that's the 10 nation confederacy. Like that's, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 it's not, not, not about that. What it was is the Jasara nations. They were really irritated at America for not getting our act together. And so they just went gold backed. I mean, asset backed. They just started to go, we're asset backed and we're going to do our stuff. 
And so what happened is they were already asset backed and they just went, they, they took their um, inflation to zero. And you guys have no idea. Um, the media never talks about them. And, and so we have no idea how how cool it is and what that what they're actually accomplishing in their nations, and so, and we just don't know how how amazing what they're what they're actually doing. But they're still tied to what America's doing because America where America goes is where they will go too. So you know they they're still like waiting for us to kind of get our act together. Uh, well, I think that. there's this big attitude in America, especially because we've always had this kind of um, gaslighting that we're a superior nation to all the other nations around the world. And that if other countries don't follow our lead, let's just say, for example, by only settling trade in the petrodollar, then they're right. the ones who are going to be isolated and, or we're going to send in our military. We're going to start another war and we're going to force their hand. But I think the way I see the BRICS nations is basically a, a a conglomerate of countries that got together and just said, you know, we're dumping the dollar. And yeah. once you simply, hit that critical simply, mass, right. yeah, right. Once you hit that critical mass and trade is no longer being settled in the dollar. And certainly once the, the SCO, the Shanghai cooperative organization becomes fully operational as well in that regard. And the treasury bonds is another major aspect of this. You could probably talk about that in a lot more detail, but uh, we're the ones who are basically isolated at this point. And again, right. the mainstream media is not going to tell you that, but the reality of the matter is when you've got a critical mass of countries and people and GDP, you're really running the chessboard at that point. Right. And, and, and what it is, is it makes, it makes us weaker in that way. But it's it's actually a good thing because it makes the U.S. dollar weaker, so that it it brings us to the brink of the U.S. note, the U.S. note that will come up and be the gold backed dollar that we will come to. Okay, now I remember when I first heard about the Ukrainian thing, and there was something I'm going to tell you a little real interesting story. Right when I first heard about the Ukrainian thing, and I was like, I don't know anything about Ukraine. I mean. You know, I mean, know about, I've heard of Ukraine, but I heard the Ukrainian war and I'm like, okay, what is that about? I don't know why that's happening. Um, you know, you know, it just, just started, started up and a hearing aid manufacturer actually said this. They said, we're not going to ship any hearing aids to any Russian audiologists. And I'm going what the hell did Russian audiologists ever do to you? I mean, for, forget about whatever you don't like about what Russia did. And I wrote, I mean, I wrote like the president, I know the president of that organization. I was like, I mean, what did one Russian audiologist who has nothing to do whether or not Putin or any of the other you know, soldiers did, what did they ever do to you? to affect whether or not this happens. And I was going, then I started to, I mean, I was going, how could you do this? And and I started seeing like companies coming out against people of the Russian, the Russian people. And that was when I was going, this is really screwed up. And you yeah. started to see like- a the group think propaganda. Like going, this is screwed up. And this, this, you know, this kind of like 
exactly propaganda against the people um you know and you're going and then for a people you know and and we had to be for a people against a people i'm going okay wait a sec what does this have to do with anything i mean we're in the middle of like we don't have i mean we got major problems over here and we're shipping billions and billions and billions and billions over there i mean whether or not you agree with anything that's going over there, we got major problems and we're shipping billions over here and, and we don't have gas going on over here. And I mean, I don't care if you're political or not, but you, you'd be going, I, I, I don't, I, I can't do the math. You know, I, I just, I can't do the math here. It tells you that there's something messed up about that. Well, that's how they actually laundered everything. This is right. tells you that the, the the deep laundering of this of the cabal systems of that were I'm sorry, keep hitting my microphone is the deep laundering of the of the systems. So what happens, and this is the this is the the deeper part of the laundering. So they send their money out to Ukraine and launder their money back through them. So the, the money that they were doing, and here's the, the point that you actually have to see, is that um, the, the money that they're taking out is actually meaningless every single time that they do this. Because what you, and, and I know you're going, yeah, but it's, it's costing us more money. <clears throat> and I say, where do they get the money from? If they were taking money from you, <clears throat> your money from the IRS should be going up, meaning how much money you pay every year to the IRS should actually go up. And I have done the math personally. When you look at Obama over his years, you actually we're taken out more and more every single year off from his 08 time frame to Trump. He took out every he took out more every single time frame. It doesn't matter what tax bracket you were in. They were always taking out more every year. From Trump's time frame all the way from 2016 to 20 uh to 2020, he took out less. Great. 2021 they took out less. I thought, well, okay, but he sort of, you know, I, I'm thinking, okay, he's he's not taking out. I mean, he's sort of in, sort of out, right? You know, I mean, because we didn't know if he was in or out at that time frame. 2022, 2023, they're still taking out less money. If Joe Biden is in control, how can they're taking out less money out of the IRS? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why are those executive orders still on the books? Explain how, how that's happening to me. I mean, tell me how they're taking out less money. They're taking out less money out of your IRS taxation, and I've done the math because I'm a business owner. I look at those. The, I look at those exact amounts in the salary points out there. It and 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 so how do they have the money over there? They don't have the money. What they're doing is they're taking their own money because every time they they put out their own money they're 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 putting out monopoly money over there so they're they got nothing it's it's they're just throwing out more monopoly money so they could raise the debt ceiling a little bit more but they're not giving you anything 
And, and, and I know that sounds crazy. The only thing that they're, re- how, how are they really hurting us? Well, it's the inflation points. Okay, so what's happening to the world in some of those areas? You know, yes, um, there's incendiary points that are happening in Ukraine issues. That has to get resolved. Could that be part of, of an EBS point? Very probably. Could that be a black swan event? Possible. Um, the Taiwan Chinese thing, um, could that be a black swan event? You know, very possible. We've heard just the other, just today, uh, that they, uh, that they're telling American Americans to get out of Taiwan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's another, uh, another it's, it's happening on the same day that, that, that all this stuff kind of goes and it, it's, it's not a coincidence. It, it, it's like, why is it happening on the same day? Um, guys, you got to get encouraged by this stuff. You, you, you can't get, sometimes you got, sometimes this stuff can, can make you frustrated. Sometimes it can make you depressed. Do you know what, do you know what Patriot and I do? I mean, well, I, I don't know if Patriot does this, but I know that I do this. I get up every morning at 4.15, which I did 4.15 this morning, but I got up at 4.15. And I oh, take you can take coffee. me off that list. I'm not that, I'm not up well, that okay. early. <laughs> but I do this. I have to get up at 4.15 in the morning and, and I have to take my coffee and I'm in prayer. And, and, um, and at night, sometimes I'm walking outside and I'll take off my shoes in the grass. And I just, and I just got to, you know, flush. Um, I got to flush from the world because it, it's a lot. And and I know Patriot does this too. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. He, he gets a lot of stuff. He gets a lot of crap. He gets emails and he gets a lot of other stuff. And we got to flush because it, it hurts. It, it's it's a lot of weight that that comes on us. And then we got our own personal stuff and we got business stuff and we got personal and friends and <clears throat> and we also get people hate mail too. And we get this. I mean, you guys no idea how much hate mail we get. And that stuff comes on us and it weighs us down. And so, you know, and our family listens to some of that hate mail and they take it on too. And so what happens that that stuff and you guys get that stuff too. So you got to flush that. You got to be like a duck and flush that away. But, but the reality is that world starts come coming on you and you got to flush it off too. Um, And you got to walk it off because the reality is Trump walks off. I, I go back to this. Trump walks off an airplane and he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how's he doing that? I mean, he's still getting briefings because um, Derek Johnson showed the other day. I mean, he's in a Waffle House. And in the background, Derek shows a picture of of Trump. And there is a guy with a <coughs> assault rifle. And he's got the flare on his helmet. And he's it's definitely a military guy, Secret Service military guy. I mean, he's definitely protected outside i'm not going man that boy's protected i mean i mean if he's an ex-president that's an ex-president that's way more protected did you see that newsmax showed him going down i-95 and in uh uh, um uh florida and he's driving down i-95 with like 48 vehicles oh yeah still got the motorcade yep what Ex-president goes down with 48 vehicles like that. 
what ex-president goes down with uh, the idiot uh, Alvin Bragg in, into into New York City a couple months ago with with all those kind of things? That's not an ex-president. It's telling you telling you hints that this isn't this isn't you know stuff doesn't add up. I mean, when you write up on the bulletin board the you know ex-president, it's not ex-president as you think. You know, the, the, the math doesn't equate real well. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Do you think that that's the real Trump walking around? I don't know. I, I, I don't do you know. you think the real I... ones in Cheyenne mountain, because I've been, uh, I'm just kind of curious if you had any thoughts on that, because it's, it's an interesting question. I mean, it's purely speculative, obviously, but you know, oh. it kind of is, you know, d- depending saw, on I, how folks I'll... go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. Uh, who's, who is his, uh, who is his chief of staff? The, the heavyset guy. Mark Meadows, was it? No, is it? Um, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. You, you know who I'm talking about? The heavyset boy that that was with him. Um, I, I had a picture of him today. I threw it out there. He's definitely got a mask on. I mean, it, it see his see his mask on, and you go in. Oh, Pompeo! I think it was Pompeo, who you were talking yeah. about, right? Mike Pompeo was going. He was the Secretary of State. On. Come on, our oh, Secretary of State. There you go. I, stuff going on, just like the stuff that doesn't add up. And so absolutely. Like, what? And it just begs the question, you know, who are these people? And, and really more, more importantly, who's pulling their strings? I find that to be an interesting question because as we, you know, we've kind of talked about tonight, I mean, everything that fake Biden does, we all know that's not the real Biden and everything that he does makes the cabal look worse and worse and worse and worse. And so, you know, to me, it kind of seems like, it's a very high probability that the White Hats are actually fully in control and that this is really a puppet show. Right. I mean, and you and you just you see the stuff that, you know, he keeps doing. He keeps saying he keeps going off script. I mean, Biden keeps going off script and saying stuff. And you're like, can you repeat that? You, Did you know, see him like, at the air. The uh, was it the Air Force graduation Air Force Academy drop, you know, where fall. he was standing and he thought he was standing in front of the podium and it was like. 10 feet to his right or something like that. Yeah. And then just, of course he took that fall, which didn't even look like he was really falling. It looked like he was trying to fall. I mean, it's just, it just gets it, more and more outrageous. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, sky news in Australia is making fun of him left and right. I mean, the, the world's making fun of him and it's, it's, it's not even like Gerald Ford, you know, falling down the stairs and up the stairs that, you know, th- that happened in the 74 to 76. I mean, there was some of that stuff happening, but this is just, laughable it's it's trying to tell you guys don't be upset about this in the same way that you think about it in the same circumstances just go about your life and realize it's going to be okay it's gonna be easier than you think but but realize things are gonna go fine but i promise you in in the very near future you are going to see something that's going to kind of change your life so in in this in this way it's called the ebs that's that's going to happen so there the ebs is going to kind of disrupt the world so an ebs is going to happen and you're going to find out about the covid stuff you're going to find out about the election fraud you're going to find out about you know all the stuff on the child trafficking things that that are happening because the world's got to do this and and I always say you've got to hear about. I mean, I know that Trump keeps talking about twenty election of twenty twenty four, and the reality is Trump's got to get back in office. 
Um, Nasara, the piece of Nasara doesn't work if you don't fix 2020, if you don't fix 2022. Election stuff actually has to happen. I I do want to deal with one issue because I, you know, I interact with some of these people, some of the truthers that kind of say, oh, this guy says that Nasara is a lie. And, and I go, hey, listen, it, if you've ever like, you know, how, like swimmers have to like swim in their lane, you know, or, or runners have to run in their lane, you know, mm-hmm. as they, as they go around the Olympic tracks and, you know, kind of thing like that. And Hey, listen, man, if you ask me about the Brunson case, I could kind of give you some basic kind of thing. And if you ask me about like child trafficking, I have a little information about it, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not in that lane. That's just not my area. Um, I, I, I understand my lane and, and those, the people that try to give you those kind of areas, they, they kind of tell you it's a lie and those people, it's not their area. And when you actually hear them talk it out, they don't know anything about Nasara. And I go, you don't know anything about this. That is like my bag, baby. You use an Austin <laughs> Powers kind of re- response. Yeah. And, and I go, listen, <clears throat> election fraud has to be dealt with because if you don't fix the elections, Nasara will get will get blown up in two years. They'll change it all back again. Because they want point, the yeah. fiat currency. You've got to, and because inside of, of the Nasara stuff is actually talks about election stuff. So they're, yeah, it's they're all inter, it's all interrelated. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, we kind of touched upon the, you know, you talked about black swan events. And we've also talked a lot tonight about the desperation that's increasing within the enemy. And to me, that seems like we are in the prime zone right now. Now, we've seen plenty of false flags happen. And certainly in recent months, I mean, you talked about the fifth generational attacks and, you know, the fires, the derailments, on and on and on. And certainly we've seen major false flag attacks in our lifetime. We all remember 9-11. But I think we're getting ready to see something on a scale that's going to make even 9-11 look relatively small in comparison because they need a distraction that's that big. Right. They need something because the walls are closing in on them. And so they need something that's going to cause so much chaos, so much fear that it's going to basically just kind of jolt the consciousness of the public to such a degree that people go into like a defensive posture, a survival mode. And they, you know, they forget all about the Hunter Biden laptop. They forget all about the congressional investigations and Biden's criminality and his bribes from China and on and on and on before we even get to the stuff that you talked about that's going to happen when the EBS or the EAS is finally triggered. They need to prevent that. So what do you think? I mean, I've been talking for a long time about the possibility of a nuclear scare, you know, maybe a standoff type of event. Um, certainly, I, you know, and I don't know what degree you follow Q or follow Q. You a lot. Know, Q is yeah. really active, but we were told in no uncertain terms that a scare event is necessary. Right. And obviously, we've seen a lot of narrative prep for the possibility of a, of a blackout, like a cyber attack, an attack on the grid. And the MP, there's been all of this narrative preparation about nuclear buildup, nuclear standoff, tactical nukes. 
Um, there's, of course, the alien invasion, which we're seeing more and more and more of that going on. So give us your thoughts on what's going on there and what tricks you think they're going to try to pull in the 11th hour. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it, the best way, one of the reasons why I think it's taken so long is, is the best way to do this is to like take away all the all the, the the potential of the enemy. I mean, the the reality, and I love using this, so apologize if the, the people uh, have heard this before, but I'm a huge his, uh, historical fan. Um, the reason why um, the, that we had uh, June 6, 1944, is it took three years to plan. It took 36 hours to get off the beaches. Um, they turned every single one of the german spies into double double spies i mean uh, double agents they turned every one of them they didn't just turn 80 percent, 90 percent. they turned 100 percent of them into double agents they created the first army group with patent with with uh paper mache uh tanks i mean and they kept them in the Pas de Calais, the most logical place. And they kept them that they kept the Panzer units up in the Pas de Calais for three weeks after um, the the landings in uh, Normandy. They and 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 Hitler was convinced there's no way that they weren't coming in the Pas de Calais. They thought that was a feign down in um, in in June sixth. That, that is the way that you do this. Um, so what, what happens, I believe what we're going to see is that in this, in this circumstance, what I call it, I believe what we're going to see is we're going to, we took a, we're, we're defanging the enemy. This, I believe what we're going to see is a fake false flag. That's the Scott word. Okay. Just uh, stick with me, and and I might be wrong on this one. So this again, I'm not a military person on that way, but I would say look over here. Don't look at what I'm doing over here. Um, it, it it and instead, what the goal really is with an EBS EAS kind of thing is 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 an event of really focus on you know all the things I need to share with the the, the public. And not on the nuclear scare event. I mean, if, if we don't really want to have a nuclear war here. We want to show the public the sickness of the of of, of these idiots. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We we really don't want to have like a, a whole nuclear war. So what are we what are we going to do? Well, we have people. We have some of the big truthers that try to tell. Oh, they're going to turn off the grid. They're going to you know they're going to. Uh, turn off the internet for two weeks. Well, you know what would happen if you turn off the grid for two weeks? Hospitals would shut. I mean, people would die. That's just the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, I had the conversation with the guy. He was like, what would happen? I'm like, so many people would die. It's not funny. Now, there's a there, there's a, a, a truther I like. He's, his name is uh, Captain Kyle that you, you I know you've talked to before. And he and I, I actually haven't talked to him, but I, oh, I've yeah, heard him before. You know, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to talk to him. Yeah. Um, and, and and Captain Kyle and I kind of have the same kind of viewpoint. It's, you know, we kind of think it's like a three day event. You know, he and I both have that three or four day event, and and 
of, of, of seeing that, that kind of picture. I think what you do is you have a three day event ish. And then after that, it's, it's not about like locking people in their house, but it's, it's about showing off and this, but then there's going to be a time frame, And it's kind of what I talked about in my book, revelations of the red bill, but it's about really afterward, there's going to be a lot of things about sharing with, um, with people about, wait, you know, I mean, th they're going to be looking back on this and going, wait, what is it about Hillary? You know, what is it about Biden? W what happened with those people on, you know, this certain date? What did they really do on this? You know, th they're going to ask the questions, you know, when you, when you come to, there's a, there's issues with denial that, and it's called the stages of grief, that we actually have to go through those. And we have to go through those over and over again. So I believe that, that you know, you, you turn off the media, you, you wipe the media off, and you got to say, you got to get the truth out to the people. So the focus is really about getting the truth out to the people so that they can hear the real truth. And then they need to have a chance to have that communication with one another and with with the people and then the the media comes back on without the real idiots because they're actually gone and then i think you know the real alternative media kind of shows up and goes hey listen let's let's talk about it let's let's have that water cooler conversations back and forth and 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 you know and i think i think you're going to have the military kind of showing up and walking around and you kind of see them out out there in the world just calming things down but I think that's that that would be the the more more likely scenario in my book is is watching that that kind of thing where where people kind of calm it down. But I think what what you see is one of the more unifying features is that you have the left and the right and the and the centrists of of that is when they kind of realize wait everyone was stolen from in in, in in an election. Everyone is stolen from in an election. You you. It doesn't matter who you are, okay? And secondly, child trafficking. When you realize little kids are trafficked, and and when you realize how gross this these people are, and you go, that's going to unify them. You're going to actually have to protect the uh, the governmental buildings from the people that are left. They're not going to be able to walk down the street like we've been saying all along. And, and and I mean, just the people that are going into the buildings that that just work there. We're not talking about the bad people. Just the people who work. I mean, just people working there, and 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 just so they don't destroy the buildings, you know. And and so you're going to see a unifying effect. And and that actually that actually occurred right after um, December seventh. Um, that we see we saw that same effect after December seventh. You know, um, right after that effect, we had we were very against going into World War um, World War One. We wanted to be had nothing to do with the European War. Yeah, the country was still pretty isolationist. Absolutely, at that point. and and then um, then and and there's a lot of stuff that was out there about that. You know, that there's very strong possibility probability. That Roosevelt allowed an attack. There's a very, very good information that he that he really allowed some of the attack. But neither here nor there. Um, 
when we when we realize and and of course they were trying to do an attack so it it, it was hours later that they really did the attack but what happened and i've talked to those those same soldiers and there were lines upon line upon line of soldiers that were lining up and everyone were giving their pots and pans and 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 this this kind of thing happened so you had a unifying effect on the after effect of of you know december and into january of 42 that's what i want you guys to think about what does the after effect of an attack look like and so it doesn't it isn't about really so i want you to think about the historical effect of an event like something like that and so that is what i think what what the military people are looking at not as a uh just scare people and you know make it all freaking out is a unifying effect so that people can learn truth i couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more because exact that's exactly the opposite of what the cabal wants and you know you we've kind of talked about the parallel construction of these two strategies excuse me in this 5d chess war that we've got going on now but the objective of the enemy is always to cause division that's how they win it's classic divide and conquer divide 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 i mean you've heard the famous quotes by hillary the only, the only way we win is by you know more race war more division this right. is what they do and clearly the good guys would have the opposite of that plan the unification strategy and actually on that note this is one of the things i was curious to get your thoughts on what are your what's your opinion of rfk entering the race i'm confused by him i i, I will tell you i'm i'm a little I'm confused by him being in the Democratic side. Um, I wonder if he's trying to create a unification of of that. Um, I think he's a not, dino instead of a rhino. Yeah, I, I, maybe, and 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 maybe he's trying to give give an option uh, of a possibility. Or no, here's <clears throat> I will say this. He's talked um, a lot about the CIA killing. JFK, which is very interesting. And of course, I, I, he's a wrecking ball with Big Pharma, but go ahead. But but let me let me go backward and let me go backward about 250 years. Um in in our our more let's say our country's ancient history, the winner and loser were vice president and president. Let me throw mm -hmm. that one at you. Um mm -hmm. so what if um you have uh rfk jr and trump as as you know because we do know that that uh nasara actually indicates that you do have to have a new uh level of 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 election points and what if we have rfk as as a uh, as a vice president um and what if he is because that was the original point because and when we have we have George Washington and Adams was the was the second one. And then when we had Adams who in, in the in after the second term of of uh, of uh, George Washington, Adams in his first term, um, uh, J Jefferson was his opponent was the vice president. So you had the opponent, and so it was it was a divi divided kind of you know uh, response with the vice president, and so it was a really difficult thing. And it was only a lot later before they kind of had 
you know, the two party system where they were kind of like as as a two party ticket kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so and I think that was done with the intention of creating more division. Right. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, right. And but but what if what what if the possibility this Scott just, you know, pitching a tent out in the weird out in the weird desert here. But, you know, what if there's a possibility of showing up, you know, RFK as a as a as a potential like vice president? You know, I, I don't I, I couldn't agree more. That's definitely a possibility. You know, and one of the things I think is really interesting, I mean, obviously, he's got the Kennedy name recognition. Everybody knows who he is. There's clearly the connection to JFK. Sure. And he is red pilling a whole bunch of people right now. And one of the points that I've made on some of my recent episodes about him is that, you know, calling him a, a dino, a Democrat in name only, really, I mean, sure, certainly there are things that we can point to and say, yeah, that's definitely Democratic policy. I happen to believe that that's all optics, that substantively, sure. he really is on the same page with us more oh, often than he's not. Right. And when you look at the Democratic Party and you go back to the days of JFK, that Democratic Party would be considered terrorists and enemies of the state by today's definition, you know, Absolutely. by their definition. Right. I mean, they're, of course, they're calling us the, the number one domestic threat, our patriots. And I happen to think that part of the function of Robert Kennedy, I think that he's always been a part of the plan to begin the process, not only of red pilling the Democrats, but also of beginning the reunification process that's going to come that's going to culminate i completely agree with you and i've been saying this consistently all along once the world finds out about the industrial scale child trafficking it's going to completely change the world and unify the world in ways that we can't even i mean we can sort of think about we can try to wrap our brains around but the most basic instinct of virtually every human being out there who has an ounce of decency and even hardened criminals know, right. you know they have a code where you don't touch children. This is why these people get killed when they're in prison. This is going to be the, the real unification. But I think that going back to RFK, that he's functioning in that role to, to begin to, to sort of bridge the gap, you know, to, to begin to unify the people and begin right. to get people to see that we actually are on the same page and that the, the real demographics of this country couldn't be farther from what the MSM tries to shove down our throats that, you know, 60 plus percent of the people out there believe right. the pure nonsense and propaganda. It's probably more like 8%. If that, oh, yeah. oh, you know, oh, yeah. so I, I was just the, curious to what the, your the assessment is, on it. We, we've seen, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've looked at some of the real data when you see the watermark data in the, in the 2020 election, the real watermark data says that, you know, not even 20% of the people voted for Biden. And, right. and the 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 real data that said if they had known any of the data of, of Hunter, not even 8% of them would have voted for, for Biden. Um, that's the reality. Um, and so, you know, th- th- then then what you're talking about is the, the classic, you know, Q statement of, Four to four to six percent of the people are never going to be, you know, salvageable in that way. You know, so that that's just the reality of the Antifa level. Um, and 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 that, you know, and and some of that is debatable on the exact number that you might you might come up with. Um, but but I, I you know the the reality is when things change 
and and so go backward you know when we were talking about you know that the december 7th to december 8th you know when we have we see that that kind of change we see past you know the e ebs kind of thing and we go into that nasara kind of point what we're going to see is is pendulums change they and and i i'm not going to tell you they're going to change perfectly okay you know some people are are over here going we're going to go into a thousand years of peace just stop guys so that's first off it's not biblical but that's another conversation but they always change really hard okay they don't change perfectly um and they they will change really hard and so and sometimes they change way too much in in pendulums so you're going to watch the change of that pendulum and you're going to see that that adjustment that will go so people will see that pendulum change and sometimes they'll ride a little bit too hard and and some of us will go hey calm down a little bit you know because that let's calm that down. Let's not take that too hard and go kind of crazy on that stuff. So that might come up too. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we've been on for a while now. I had a, a final question for you and then we can maybe wrap it up with some, uh, give you an opportunity to leave us with some final thoughts. But one thing I wanted to discuss a little bit is uh, this whole transition period, because a lot of people out there, and I know you and I actually had a private conversation a while back about you know what's the best way that people can maneuver themselves into I guess you could say a defensive position financially uh, ahead of the rollout of the QFS so that they don't end up taking major losses. You recall that we talked about the mirroring uh, that's happening that ultimately is probably going to come to an end. I think more than probably when the EAS or the EBS comes off. I still haven't fully adjusted to calling it the EAS, but. Um, uh, yeah, I'm so old school. I'm at EBS. Yeah. Boy, uh, it's that e my brain just wants to say EBS, even though I know right. it's been changed. But you know, the point here is that once that mirroring process stops, you know, we've talked about the potential that people could, you know, to end up taking some heavy losses during right. this transition because everybody's going to be running for the exits at the same time, and we all know how that goes, right? And one of the things you discussed, I remember, is uh, you know, moving money into a uh, money market. Right. You know, your, your liquid cash. We, you also, I think, talked a little bit about uh, what folks can do with their retirement savings. So give us some thoughts on what you think is prudent for the audience to hear. Well, so, I mean, let's let's put it this way. Um, in uh, 1929, in February uh, 14th, uh, so uh, the Valentine, Bloody Valentine, uh, 1929, there was a false flag event. And, and that was the bloody valentine shooting and most people don't realize this it was done in chicago but the fed had met that day noting that they were going to to um they were going to do the the stock market crash no one mm -hmm. gets that and and i did a lot of the research on that same thing it's a very historical event so when we come to the october event uh, that that really ugly October event, it was actually crashing a couple days before. When those <clears throat> the stock market was crashing, people were looking to sell, and no one was buying. So when the 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 stocks got to what's called the the unique terminology called the penny stocks, the only people that were buying were the cabal, the 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 sickos. 
So they were buying at these incredibly low numbers and, and those people, the, the rest of the people had bought, you know, I mean, were selling and they were totally toast at that time. You know, everything was lost for them. They were jumping out of windows. This is that whole, whole time frame of, and starting of the depression. So, you know, and, and here's the thing, only people that knew this were the people that had for information. This actually occurs in 1987. We have that for information. Well, guess what? Now you guys have some for information. We know we're in a crunch of a time frame. How come the financial idiots, and I get this, I, I get called this all the time. Like, what kind of doctor are you? Why you're in there talking all about this financial information? And I love it when they do that with me um, all the time. I just, I just eat it up. Because I go, you know, if you financial idiots weren't out there telling people that the fiat currency is in a shambles, then I wouldn't be doing this. That's um, right. But, but my point is, you guys have an opportunity to be able to move your money, at least in gold and silver certificates, if not in gold. And by the way, everyone listening to Patriot Underground has an opportunity to go over and talk to um, Patriot Underground and get some gold and silver with him. He's got some- Yeah, patriotundergroundgold.com, absolutely. There you go. There's a real simple way to do it. Um, get some gold and silver. I mean, listen, it's the <clears throat> every time we have a downturn, we we always go into a gold and silver timeframe. And now every time we have a change into a gold and silver or gold asset back timeframe, the treasury will set um, gold. It will set that number and it, it will set it to a very high number. It's not going to be set to a very low number. You think it's, I think right now it's like uh, 1930 or 1960. I can't remember the exact number it is today. It's not going to set it to this. In 1987, there was a, uh, uh, a, a statement or no, 1995, she made a comment. She's dead now, but the woman that and I wrote it in my book. She said it was going to hit um twenty five hundred. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Uh, it was a prophetic woman that when she said this. The reality is, I've talked to my people that they're saying anywhere from twenty five to five thousand dollars when it sets to the amount of gold that we have seen that 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 we have seen that that the treasury has actually stored up. I would say it's more likely than not going to be set at around 5,000 bucks. I tend to agree. Absolutely. So, oh. I mean, it's not even just about protecting your wealth necessarily. You, you could actually, you yeah, you could actually. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I know this for a fact, gold, silver has been suppressed. Why is it suppressed is because they're terrified for you to have that. And, and so it, it, the more that you suppress those kinds of things is because they don't want you to have that because if you had that you're gonna you're gonna leverage it against the their money and they don't want you to have that they want they want to be able to leverage it against you That's so right. it's 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 i mean it is a simple economic statement i mean it's not even it's not even hard it's exactly what they did in every other economic downturn this is not like a newsflash. I'm not telling you something that hasn't ever happened in the past. Every single economic downturn is exactly what they do. Okay. That's right. This is coming like a freight train. 
this is perfect time frame. And even if you're not, even if you didn't know this, here's what you do. You have this thing called money market in your in your accounts. What happens, your, your financial planner has this little thing called money market. So let's say they don't like an account. And, and let's say you have like eight different accounts in your in your 401k and they don't like an account. They always do this. So they'll move like, I make up a number, 2,500 bucks, and they'll shove it into this money market. And what they do is they'll move it in there for a couple of days while they pre-prepare this little money market account, and then they shove it over in there. But there's always a certain amount of dollars, like a $130, because they can't really move every dollar into it, because that thing has a certain amount of shares in there. It's a share dollar amounts. And so there's always something left in that account. And it, it's just cash, okay? And you can move all of your money into that thing. And it's always meant to be a short-term event. Well, I moved a huge amount of my money in there and I moved some of my money into gold and silver. So and I've done that for a long time. And, and what I'm doing is it's it's the only thing that's grown. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going, why? It's because I've known that the market's already gone. And I've proven that in 2022, the market went down by um, 30%. No one's talking about that. None of the financial planners, they're terrified of what I've, I've talked to. And I've talked to all of them. And when they talk to me, they're going, yeah, we know. Um, the, all of the market people are laying off people left and right, left and right. Now, when we see, when we have this event, we will see that your money, you will go from a US dollar to US note. It'll be a one-to-one -one event. They wouldn't do this, but the white hats are going to do this. It's going to be one-to-one. -one. So you're going to have, if you got $1,000 in the bank, it'll be $1,000 in to US note. So in your bank, it'll be that way. In your 401k, it'll be that way too. But guess what? As soon as the EBS goes off, fear will, it'll drop it. Now, some of the people that I talk to, Mark Z and I talk, um, he and I both believe some of my other friends kind of say that it, we think it'll go down by 20 to 40%. Some of my friends kind of believe that they might have a freeze account that freezes it. I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced by that. And I, I mean, I'm not really willing to kind of put my money on, on that kind of, uh, you know, burner. And, yeah. And I mean, to me, that's a hell of a lot more of a gamble. Yeah. I, I'm just not really willing to do that. And so, but here's what I would say is that um, if 80% of the world doesn't know about Nassara, and, and that's true, you don't want to throw off everyone. The, the market's not going to crash like to like nothing. Okay. Don't think that's the truth. So I would say there's probably going to be a 20 to 30% dive and, and and Trump's going to come in. He's an economist. He's going to come back in and then it's, they're going to reinvest into really good investments. But you've got to dump out the, the gross things into it. You know, there's Vanguard and BlackRock and you got to you got to penny stock those guys and just wipe them off the market. So those things that are in in your markets that are in the gross things, you got to kill those off of the market. So those are going to go. And those are going to be out of your portfolio really fast. And so he's going to help take care of that and kind of talk to those people. 
that's coming you know very very heavily and by the way i just heard some conversations that jamie diamond who isn't going to be there for very long is actually talking to wealth managers about this topic right now i i can't say how i heard this conversation i cannot tell you but he's talking to the wealth managers about this right now wow that's interesting and and I, I'm telling you that the big banks are not going to be what big banks are as they are right now. The power brokers are going to be in the small banks. It, it's it's not going to be the big banks because here's what happens: consumer confidence. I'm going to leave you with this this little last note, okay? Sure. Consumer confidence is not going to be in the big corporations because you're going to hear the gross things that they did, okay? You're going to hear all the gross things that Walmarts and Amazons and, and all these idiots have done, okay? And and your consumer confidence is going to be in the toilet with them, literally, okay? So so and 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 the Fed is all hooked into all of these idiots. So your consumer confidence is going to be in the in negative, and so you're going to pull out of your money all of your all of your desire with them. So what is it going to go to? <clears throat> consumer confidence has got to go somewhere. It's going to go into the small businesses. And so what's going to happen is the bank of, you know, South Carolina, you know, or whatever, you know, pick, pick your place, you know, um, the shoe store in, in your town, the, you know, the clothier in, in, you know, the little town of Marietta, Georgia, whatever, uh, that place is going to have your confidence and, and that's going to create the value because guess what? The value is in the money and the value is in what they're going to do for you. That's what's going to happen. That's where it's going to change down the road because that's what it was in the past. That's where that, that's what used to be in the, in the past. Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. So it's drscottyoung.com. You can check out your website. Uh, can they? Can folks pick up your book on your website? I assume uh, yep. Yeah, the, the, the book Revelations of the Red Pill there, yeah? Yep, and you can also kind of download, there's a 14-page document that you kind of download some uh, information in there too. And you can kind of donate if you'd like to as well. So get some information as well. And you're very active on Telegram as well, right? Yeah, we have a Telegram page. It kind of is a, a Dr. Scott, I'm assuming it's Telegram and it's Dr. Scott at, and Dr. Scott Nasara. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Scott Young. This guy is truly incredible. An honor to have you on my show. Hopefully I can get you back real soon. I really do appreciate your time. And everybody out there, make sure you check out the links in the description. You heard me mention patriotundergroundgold.com. I'm going to put drscottyoung.com in the description as well. Maybe a link to his telegram. Uh, this is really great information. I can't wait to get you back. And I'm really grateful to my audience for all the reasons that I mentioned at the beginning of the show and certainly for everybody's time, their consciousness, and their willing to engage in the pursuit of truth that you and I, Dr. Scott, and many others out there have at this point really dedicated our lives to. This is what we're passionate about. So it really is stimulating to have these great conversations with you. So God bless. God bless everybody out there in the audience. I will be back soon with another report. And until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot.